And before I go to the phones, what do you do if you procrastinate? One person said that he's got a problem. He's not able to control his mind. He sets goals and targets, and he doesn't do them because he feels he's lazy. And he tells himself he'll do it later. Always those promises to yourself. Oh, I'll get to it tomorrow, or I'll do this when I'm in a better mood. And he said he never gets it to them. It's shattering his life. And how do you get through that? How do you not unshatter your life? How do you enjoy your life? So you have to ask yourself the question, what is standing in my way? Why am I not achieving the goals? I set the goals, so it's not that if he sets a goal to get a job or if he sets a goal to go back to college, why am I not following through or even to find a romantic partner? Well, one of the things that many times people rebel because they had critical parents, and I'm not saying that the parents, that they can say, oh, it's not my fault, it's my parents' fault. It's still your responsibility to enjoy your life and figure out the aspects that make your life rich and important to you. So you may say, you know, I don't want to go to college. My parents are pushing me to go to college. My parents tell me I'm a failure all the time. Well, then I'll fail. So there may be some passive-aggressive stuff going on. Or what if I do go to college? Then I may f- then I may fail. So it's maybe perfectionism. You fear failure. Or you may fear success. Oh, my God, what if I my identity is wrapped around being the bad kid? What if I achieve something? Or my, I'm the slow kid or I'm the lazy kid. What if I become successful? I mean, that's like a whole new me and that's scary it's not the status quo that I'm comfortable with or there may be some guilt I don't feel worthy of going back to college or finding a new job or exercising or losing weight you have to deal with the guilt some of it's earned you may have slashed tires as a rebellious teenager and some of it may not be earned some of it may be people telling you that oh you should be more giving all the time and if you're always give 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 giving there's no you there's nothing of you you need to identify what you love in life, your hobbies, your friends, your careers, your your interests, and um, your romance partner, and to then pursue them. So what makes the pursuit easier? You want to ask yourself, what are the advantages of achieving my goals, whatever they are, going back to college. Instead of, I should go back to college, ask yourself, I want to go back to, or use the phrase, I want to go back to college. I want to find a romantic partner. The word want, rather than should, ought to, have to, all that's called the language of duty. It's like someone pushing you from behind. You want to be moved from within. Get rid of that label, lazy. It's not that you're lazy. It's that you want to enjoy your life. And you're reaching out. You say it's shattering your life. So get rid of that self-image of yourself being lazy and start acting. Choose one thing. Make it easy. Ask yourself what I what this is called Alan Lakin's question. He wrote the book, How to Get Control of, uh, of Your Time in Your Life. It's at my website, drkenner.com. What's the best of use of my time now? Choose one thing. Make it your top priority. And even if you're not in the mood, use just willpower to get you through it. And later, you'll be proud. It'll feel different. You'll be earning self-respect, self-esteem, self-efficacy. And then monitor that. Monitor to make sure that you you stay on track, even if you need to write it down. And learn how to deal with setbacks. Set realis- realistic expectations for yourself. So I hope that helps. Uh, That's for uh, Ritish. And right now I want to turn to the phones and talk with uh, Greg. Greg, are you there? Yeah. Uh, Welcome to the show. 
Hi. You, tell me, what's your, what's your situation and what's your question? Well, I have trust issues. Trust issues. Who? What is going on right now? Who are you not trusting? Well, my roommate. Your roommate. Yes. Are you in? Are you live? Are you out of college? Are you in college? Who? No, I'm out of college. I've been out of college for like six years. Okay, and what's going? Have you not trusted people throughout your life, or is it just this roommate? Yes, I haven't trusted people for a long time. Okay, tell me what's going on with the roommate. Well, I would love to help him, but um. I just don't trust him. Like when I leave and stuff, he like have people in my home, and I don't like I don't like that. He does. He lets people into your home. Yes. So is he living in your home? Yes. Well, and is he paying you money? No. Why is he living there? Um. He well, he just started living here about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. What are you getting from it? N- nothing. Nothing. Why are you doing it then? Because I'm trying to, you know, be a good person and have a good heart and have someone that's in need. Okay, that's the problem. You want to be a good person and have a good heart, and it starts at home. Guess with whom? Who? With you. You don't have to randomly take people in and feel like your identity is wrapped around always helping others. If you do that, you will, people will... What type of others do you attract? Good others or people who are maybe not so good? A little shady? Good people. Oh, you do attract good people? Yes. Then why don't you trust them? Um, I don't know. It's just like, I just don't trust nobody. Okay, when, what's your earliest memory of not trusting someone? The earliest memory? Yeah. Um, when did you get stung real early in life? Like when I was 21. What happened? I was in a relationship with another guy, and he, like, like disrespect me and, you know. Sexually? He yes. disrespected you? Yeah. Did he rape you? Mm, yeah. No, but he, um... He did some terrible things to me, you know. He he was like HIV positive, and he had sex with me, and he told me, and like in, in, in anger, though. Okay, so he he put you at very high risk. Yes. And so you're you're in the gay community then, right? Yes. And so now you've invited someone else in. Are you attracted to them romantically? This new roommate. Kind of. Okay. I would recommend some counseling for yourself because it's what you do behind closed doors is your own business, um, meaning it's not a moral issue. What is a moral issue, though, is that you value yourself enough to be extremely choosy in the partners that you allow into your house. Don't just take into your into your romantic life. If you're looking for one partner, are you looking for just one partner? 
Yeah. If you're looking for one partner, then the rules are not much different from a heterosexual couple. You're looking for the qualities of character. Are they trustworthy? Do they have a job? Are they self-responsible? Do they, um, are there aspects that you admire in them? If you're always picking people who are down and out, then you want to have more self-respect, for, more respect for yourself, Greg? Yes. And pick better, choose better. Don't choose below you, choose at your level. And if you're a trustworthy person, don't you don't want to end up feeling like a sucker throughout your life. Yeah, and my roommate, I like, you know, he said he was going to pay me in the first of the month. And I said, okay, that's cool. But until then, I can't make you feel at home because... You know, I okay, if he doesn't pay you, if you're already getting some red flags, we're right at the end of the hour, unfortunately. If you're getting red flags, name them all to yourself. Write them down on paper. You don't have to share it with him. You can shred the paper. But you want the inner clarity of why he's not a good partner for yourself and then choose better for yourself. And I'd love to hear back from you to hear how things go. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. Thanks for joining us today on The Rational Basis of Happiness. If you're all alone, pick up the phone. Do you want your doctor to decide what treatment or medicine you need? Or do you want the government to decide what treatment you are allowed? If you would like more information on politics and your health care, visit the website of Americans for Free Choice in Medicine, www.afcm.org. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance by Drs. Kenner and Locke. To create and maintain a positive mood within your romantic partnership, you must take control over your own moods. Since emotions are caused by thoughts, you can help control your moods by focusing on the good parts of your life and the positive aspects of your partner or spouse. How do you do this? Train your mind to focus on genuinely positive daily events. Contrast this with making exhaustive lists of the upsetting things that happen to you each day, as many chronic warriors do. The former mind that will create a positive climate in the relationship, but the latter will not. We don't mean to ignore negatives. On the contrary, take every action possible to resolve problems that undermine your happiness. If your partner avoids you because you're in a bad mood every night after work, think about how you can improve your mood, either alone or together. You can download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.